Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Thursday morning, April 27th. I'm Julia Cooper, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Increased costs and delayed response times to public records requests in the last two years have proven to be barriers to accessing public information for journalists. And it's not just news organizations bearing the brunt of the increased fees. I spoke with the Florida Center for Government Accountability's Director of Public Access Initiatives, Michael Barfield, about how this is affecting taxpayers. Cost to obtain access to public records has become an issue um, that we've run into almost on a daily basis where charges uh, tens of thousands of dollars by state agencies and local government to impose search fees, uh, other fees, the what we call the supervisory and extensive uh, supervisory assistance and clerical research required to review public records, determine if there is anything that is exempt in those records, and, and then pass those costs on to the requester. So while state agencies are allowed to, to impose that special service charge, as it's called, uh, we are finding that the charges are being inflated. And by that, I mean, uh, for example, reviewing of e emails. We have computer technology that could deduplicate records. So for example, an agency maybe ha may have uh, 500 email inboxes for staff at an agency. And sometimes an email will go out to the entire uh, 500 staff members, the same email. And agencies could deduplicate that by the computer itself will do it, Outlook will do it, and it will compare messages to determine if it's, this message is an identical message, but for the fact that it's going to a different mailbox user. And rather than deduplicate, we are finding that agencies include that as part of their search fees and the special service charge. And so a requester ends up paying for all 500 messages, including the time it takes to review 500 mailboxes. We think that's a real simple task to deduplicate, doesn't cost the agency anything. And in fact, it saves them time and money that they could be spent doing something, spend on doing something else. And so we think that we've seen examples where the absence of deduplication is being used to inflate costs simply to deter the requester from obtaining access to public records and information. That's one of the tools um, that we've seen used a lot to deny access. It simply becomes too cost prohibitive for a news organization or a citizen to obtain access to public records. Another issue is the delay in access. And uh, for example, we found where agencies receiving public records requests from journalists would 
impose an additional layer of review by the governor's office. Those records requests to say the Department of Health would then be sent on to the governor's office to review to determine if they wanted to delay it, deny it, or get ahead of the curve, so to speak. And so oftentimes that resulted in a significant delay of reporters getting access to information under Florida's Public Records Act. And they didn't do this in any uh, announced uh, policy change. They did it secretly. And they created a log that was titled legal review by the governor's office, um, not for public records, not for journalists. And it was really stumbling upon that uh, when we started poking around about why is there a delay in specific instances for months and months. So that delay uh, also, at the end of the day, creates a denial of access to information because there is an old saying, news delayed is news denied. And in this case, agencies and the governor in particular were well aware that delaying the information would in effect cause a denial because folks would move on to a new story or just simply lose patience with waiting um, for the records that they requested. Can you tell me about when you think this phenomenon of increased barriers to public records began, as well as more about this review? We're still conducting a review to, to have some metrics for our observations, uh, supporting our observations. But as best we can tell, this started about two and a half years ago. And we haven't correlated it to a specific event, but it was, it began uh, during the pandemic, uh, obtaining records from the Department of Health about the extent of COVID-19 began to be a problem. Historically, it was not, we would get records from the Department of Health pretty timely and without a lot of fees involved. Uh, and so we started noticing it during that time period. And since then, it's accelerated and expanded to virtually every agency and uh, local government as well. And so we are trying to, to do a, an in-depth review of the number of records requests that agencies receive, the amount uh, of fees that they charge and uh, or attempt to charge, whether they collect it or not, uh, because if they quote a fee and the requester does not uh, go forward with the request, we, we want a, some historical context. So we're, we're going back in time um, before these delays started and are making some comparisons about the number of requests, the, the amount of fees charged and what the result was. Anecdotally, our evidence thus far is indicates that, that the number of records requests that are being fulfilled by agencies is actually going down. The number of requests are up, 
but the number being actually fulfilled are down. And we believe that is uh, directly related to the amount of fees that are going up. Also, the we're, we're documenting the delays, the time that elapses between a request and the time that that request is fulfilled. And we're finding that delays have lengthened considerably. And this, of course, does not square with the automation of public records. Um, in the legislature, in the Public Records Act, in our state law, said that the automation of public records must not erode public access. But yet, we are finding that is exactly what is happening. As technology increases and the tools that are available to make public records available uh, exist, uh, the amount of records being taken off the table is in actually increasing. I've been involved in doing public records requests and litigation for more than 30 years. And we would obtain records more quickly at less cost in the pre-digital era than we do now. And to me, that simply doesn't make any sense. And how does all of this relate to the average taxpayer? Well, the Florida Supreme Court just a few years ago talked about the importance of the Public Records Act and described it as a cornerstone of our democracy. And it truly is. The ability of citizens to find out what their government is up to is critical to uh, the consent that citizens give to be governed. In this country, we consent to be governed. And uh, we exercise that consent by voting. And uh, we also exercise that consent by being informed about what's going on and what our government is doing. And, and so those two threads of informed consent play a critical role in democracy. And without the ability to be informed about what your government is doing, that affects the outcome and alters the status quo. So it is vitally important. Florida was the first state to recognize that right as one of constitutional dimension when they enacted the Public Records Act, uh, elevated it to constitutional status in 1992. And uh, no other constitutional amendment in Florida has received a higher favorable percentage than the Public Records Act and the Sunshine Law. That's how important it is to Floridians. And is there anything else you think people should know about this topic? The other um, thing that we didn't talk much about is that we are also finding that agencies are fighting requests and we're having to go to court more often to fight over issues of law that were settled uh, in terms of getting access to records. So that's a, yet a, another prong by which um, citizens end up paying the cost in those case, cases. 
the lawyers for the uh, agencies are paid from the public treasury. And when those agencies lose, as they have in a number of cases, including the governor's uh, loss in the migrant flights uh, public records litigation from late last year, they have to pay the opposing party's attorney's fees. So the taxpayer and the Florida citizens are losing out in a number of ways here, uh, including right out of the public treasury, but also more importantly, with access to information. That was the Florida Center for Government Accountability's Michael Barfield on increased barriers to Florida public records. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. The Florida House approved a bill changing campus free speech rules. According to the News Service of Florida, the House on Wednesday passed a measure that would put new requirements on debates and other campus forums at public universities. Under the bill, universities are required to establish an Office of Public Policy events that hold at least four debates per year with speakers who represent, quote, widely held views on opposing sides of public policy issues. Critics say the vague language may benefit some groups over others, while supporters say the move will foster free speech. A rising number of working Florida families are unable to afford basic necessities. According to WUSF, a report published by United Way Suncoast shows nearly half of Florida households are struggling to afford basic needs such as food, housing, and health care. Two in five households in the greater Tampa Bay region were living on the edge of poverty by 2021. The Florida Senate passed controversial election changes. According to the News Service of Florida, the proposed bill would place additional restrictions on voter registration groups and help clear the way for a potential White House bid by Governor Ron DeSantis. Under the bill, voter registration groups could face a maximum of $250,000 in fines each year for violating laws such as failing to submit completed registration applications to election supervisors within 10 days. That's five times the current $50,000 annual cap. SB 7050, which now will go to the House, also would shorten the time for voters to request mail-in ballots. Subscribe to the Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org to subscribe and view the most recent issues. I'm Julia Cooper, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications. Have a great Thursday.